welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 307. 307 of the Fred Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. I've just noticed I did that using hand signals on a <laughs> on an audio <laughs> podcast. What a dickhead. <laughs> just that's it. Start every me to go on. But hey hi, it's episode number 307 of the Fred Talk Podcast. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined today. Boy, Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. He did, he did the thing. thing. He he definitely did the thing. And as you can hear, is oh my gosh, it is Josh. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentleberries. I mean, let let's be let's be real about it. Good morning, men. <laughs> morning, men. Yes. Honest. <laughs> I think we're, we're probably a, a, maybe like five percent females. So. Why am I calling it like men and then females? <laughs> That's probably why we only get 5% of them, isn't it? Well, I don't think we've got any of the snowflake aroonies that listen to this, so I think we'll be okay. I, 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 I could not tell you. I could not tell you. Um, but what I can tell you is that it's episode number 307 of the Fred Talk podcast. And today we're going to talk about some stuff. It definitely, definitely does look as if there are some... Uh, some sirens going on behind you. Because <laughs> occasionally there'll just be like a blue flash of light on your face. It's, and it's ironic that every time you say that, it's, it's, the lights do go blue. And, but one goes blue, one goes purple. So, uh, The good old blurple combo. That's it. Yes. What? Bl- yeah. Right, gentlemen, how are we? Just Before we even get into the, the old podcasty stuff, let's just touch base and, and do the old... Okay. Good feeling thing, unless unless any of us are like had a really shit day. <laughs> Cut that out of the podcast. No. <laughs> no, not too bad. I've I've got all of my deadlines by Friday last week, so I had a really stressful week last week, and now I've got like just a little bit of time to relax and pretend to be a human again. Yeah, yeah, just kind of try and remember what it's like to be human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are human. <laughs> you you guys are getting paid. <laughs> oh, Most of the time. It's one of those quality memes that is. I oh, love it. Love it. Right, so gentlemen, uh, as we usually do, we do a bit of, bit of news, we do a bit of what we've been up to, and we just kind of mix it up because that's the way we roll. I think we've, we're kind of more heavy on what we've been up to this week than we are on Actual news. It's a quiet news. It's not a quiet news week, but it, it's a spattering of news. It's throwing porridge against the wall level of news. It's just a bit, little bits everywhere. <laughs> I mean, interesting analogy. I'll tell you what, we will start off with some news today, actually, because the news isn't always, it's not really that exciting. So we'll we'll kind of just warm it up. We'll warm it up and then get into some some meatier stuff. Meteor porridge. Uh, so we'll talk about the Morleys. Morley Amplitube. So Morley are a company, of course, who are synonymous with making basically the war pedal. They do <laughs> They do a few war pedals. It's not even in the top three of war pedals, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, the bad horse, he gets a good, um, a, a good reputation. But... Is it not third? Is it not? Does it not go Crybaby Vox and then I don't know any other brands? So probably Morley. <laughs> yeah, and that's about twenty different versions of Crybaby. Remember? Oh yeah, like obviously you 
there's 27 crybabies, then you've got the 12 voxes. And then there's that one that had a tuna pedal in it that we ragged on. Was that Ernie Ball? <laughs> yeah. Was that Ernie Ball? I think it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a volume pedal, though, I think. I don't think it was Oh, yeah, because it was. I mean, oh, was it? Yeah. Electro harmonics do a few wah pedals. They do that one that hasn't got the bass on it and just you chase it around the stage. <laughs> Of course, yeah, I forgot about that one. And I think, <laughs> I think we rate that one out, like just just below the Morley. So Morley win win on that one. Um, there's the Ibanez Weeping Demons as well, which I don't think are in production anymore, but they're absolute beasts when it comes to war. Do more Mo still do the ones that folds out so you can put it in your pocket? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, like the Soul Press or something like that. I don't say name. names to me. I, I couldn't name any of their... I don't know what their blues driver's called, for fuck's sake. Why would I know what their war pedal's called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know, so I know... I know Moore's blues driver. It's the blue mood. There we go. And their tube screamer is the green mile. Green mile, yeah. yeah this is this is a fun game. Test me on some... <laughs> test me on some Moore pedals, and then we'll talk about more later. We've degenerated, and we're not even seven minutes in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how little we want to talk that about this who can tell that this podcast does not contain like three people and two of those people have ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Tangent City. Go on. What else? Can we, I, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what the uh, the more distortions. What's like the DS1. Dumble? What about the Dumble? Uh, I don't think they do a Dumble, but they do one called the Rumble Drive, which is apparently like somewhere near. Uh, somewhere near a Dumble. But they, I, I know what the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, look, the, the, only, <laughs> the only other one I can name is the Yellow Comp. Yes, which, which I assume is a compressor. It's, it, it very much is based <laughs> on the diamond. Uh, I say based on is almost an exact replica of the Diamond Comp. Which, and then there was that one that got the cease and desist. Yeah, the, the Tender Octave. There we go. Or is it the Tender Octave? I don't know. It was, it was one of those two. I can't take any pedal seriously that's got the word tender in it. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, then Joyo came out with the moist reverb, didn't they? So <laughs> <laughs> that was the perfect, perfect moment <laughs> to bring up the moist reverb, weren't it? Oh, just inhale his drink instead of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let, let's talk about the Morley because I, I don't think I can hold it off any longer. So. They are bringing out a collection for Amplitude. Amplitude, of course, is that like software, like plug-in software that you can basically like model like a bunch of rigs uh, through Amplitude. Usually, you you tend to get like a free version somewhere. Like you'll sign up to a mailing list and you get like Amplitude Light or something, and you'll get like three amps and two bass rigs. I- I think if I re- recall correctly, Amplitude, they when like the iPhone 4 came out, they came out with like the 3.5 aux into it and you could plug your, your guitar into it and then actually use it on your phone. Yeah. If I remember rightly. Yeah, I've got one of those. Uh yeah, it was it was literally just a 3.5 mil jack to like a quarter inch jack. And then and then like you'd run the the Amplitude software on your phone. And again, it you'd you'd get the free version which would be like you got a Marshall and like a Fender, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the, their whole shtick is that they uh, like you get the you get the free one, download that onto your computer. You're like, yeah, these these are cool. 
I, I'll, I can get a few sends out of these. I can I can create like a few uh, like scratch tracks and stuff with this, and then I'll reamp later with something a bit better. Um, but then they do. They've got like a little shop front on the uh, like within the app, and then it, it's like, oh, do you want like here's Brian May's signature um, like amp kits? So you get a few like upgrades. You get like vox ac30s and then you'll get like a wah and a chorus and a so it will like have presets based on a few artists and that's the way they get you to like build up the library and amplitude um so they've teamed up with morley <laughs> i said that one weird i said uh, morley and Mooley. morley morley <laughs> they're teamed up with morley um <laughs> and yeah for, for our american listeners teamed up with morley um yeah to bring three uh three effects pedals we were expecting it would be three different flavors of wah but it's not it's close but it's not <laughs> right so they've got the evo uh evo one which is apparently analog uh well analog sound because it's it's all uh like dsp digital modeled um sound of analog cascading delays and then the the power wah fuzz so fuzz and wah and then you've just got the um the the wah i think the contour wah yeah so so do you have to use a mouse to control the amount of wah uh i, I on, a, on a on a plug-in no i assume you can use like plugged in expression pedals at that could... point why wouldn't you just run your guitar into a wah pedal yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like you could map it to like MIDI MIDI parameters. You could probably. I I, I sort yeah. of get plugins yeah. because you can just plug a guitar directly into a into an interface and then make the sounds that sound good enough without having a bunch of pedals and stuff. But once you have to plug in an expression pedal to use your digital wah pedal, just buy a fucking wah pedal. <laughs> I mean, you make a valid point here. You do make a valid point. I think out of all of the three, the the delay pedal is actually probably the one that you'd go, yeah, that actually makes sense. Because unless you want like a, a like a cocked wah fuzz tone, then the the power fuzz wah isn't really going to be doing a great deal unless you can switch them independently. And then the console wah again, it, unless you want a cocked sound, you're going to have to be plugging in a, a, an expression pedal or map it to a, like a MIDI keyboard and get someone to play along, like play chords into it and see what happens. But yeah, it's it's a bit, a bit shitty. <laughs> a little bit shitty. I, I, I don't understand. I just, I just, and maybe somebody in the group can explain to me why I'm a moron. Other, I mean, in this specific situation, I know I'm a moron all the time. That's my my role on the podcast. But in this situation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I've just had a look at the price as well. So you can buy the uh, IK Multimedia Amplitude Five Max, which this is now included in, um, or the the Tone Studio 4 Max, which apparently like, includes more uh, other stuff by RK Multimedia. 
the just amplitude five on its own max download is two two nine euros which if you're not so you're not only just getting wars and then these ba- the basic amps you're getting like the whole plethora of like the the signature series stuff as well um but if you wanted to just buy so if you if you did just have uh, like amplitude light and you wanted oh really fancy these these morley wars 24.99 a pop or 50 quid for the three you might as well just buy the three i mean you might as well but that's <laughs> that's pretty much half the price that it would cost to buy one of these actual real pedals that you can yeah. then use and, anywhere <laughs> but then you have to spend i think the cheapest or certainly when i was looking at expression pedals the cheapest expression pedal is another 50 quid in which case you've bought the components of your Marley Morley wah but you've got two settings now because you've got your fuzz wah and your normal wah so and you or and if you want to gig it you have to bring your pc with you <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's a lot of downsides isn't there there's a lot of downsides there's not really not really a lot of um benefits to this one and like without like being shitty about it plugins are never quite the same sound as the real thing are they so like like some plugins are really really decent sounding but if you a b compare them to the real thing they don't quite sound the same the so normal if, dsp ones are quite good but again it's the same with like they've just brought out the tom morello one and again like you've got a whammy on there which actually it's weird it's quite dynamic to you picking it can you can track it to the way you pick or something like that. I, it's wizardry far beyond my mind. But then you you can still use the expression pedal like a MIDI one. But again, it's the same principle. You know, you could just get a normal one, yeah. put it in your bag with an interface and go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't think we're particularly sold on this, um, this amplitude Morley thing, are we? I don't think so. I'm not. But there, there you go. <laughs> but what's his name out of... Um, the, he's the only person I know that uses Morley products. The one in Alter Bridge. Not the one that stands like nails on a chalkboard. or the guitarist. Miles Kennedy. No, the other one. Tremonte. That's the one. I think he's the only person I've ever known to use a Morley wire. I thought he was just like a PRS rep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that as well funny enough I, I genuinely like Tremonti was I thought it was like it was a model that they'd made for some dude who hung around PRS a lot because like I'd never heard like I didn't do it so he's he's the he's the Alter Bridge guy that isn't Miles Kennedy yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh fuck weren't he like also the guitarist in like Stained or something like that as well it was one of those kind of bands uh creed i think creed okay yeah so it was like very much of that ilk oh yeah yeah it just one popular song in like the late 90s and that was it yeah but it's it's all just kind of really baritone male vocal over like angsty acoustic chords isn't it (laughs) low tuned (laughs) angsty acoustic chords and it's it's almost feigning heaviness because everything's low. Did we get Rick Beato on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, like, he's more than welcome if he if he wants to <laughs> like carve a, an hour and a bit out of his schedule. We can come on, definitely. 
Rick, that's an open invite. <laughs> it definitely fits in with our um, with our MO, doesn't they? Like old man yeah. shouts at Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, let's let's do some some what we've been up to is because we we clearly don't give a shit about more the Morley uh, amplitude stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean yeah, no. Right, Josh, Josh, tell us tell us what you've done this week because you've had an exciting one, haven't I, you? I have. I've I played a gig uh, last week. Nice. Yes, yes, last week. Um, I was asked to come back into my old band Ramloid. They were like, we need. We need someone to come and jump in guitar. Are you free? And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm free." <laughs> um, I was like, "Okay, yep, yeah, fine." And they have they've added two new people to the lineup since I last played with them. They've added lots of new songs, proper click tracks, and I was slightly daunted about playing with click tracks for the whole gig because I've never done it. Hang on, you um, you do that shit live all the time on Facebook and uh, Insta. Not with click tracks. I'll play with backing, you know, I'll just put the song on in the background. And That's then essentially the it. same thing, isn't it? Because like, that ain't going to waver. Yeah, but I don't have like, you know, guitar, two, three, four, one, two, three. I don't have that going on in my fucking headphones the entire time, but yeah. I did for this gig. And it was really bizarre because I had like, you know, we had sound check and I had like, what three songs do you want to kind of go through? And I was like, well, I'll go through the three that I've never played with you guys before. So did them three and literally didn't miss a fucking beat. No, nice. like, okay. Yep. I, I still got it. <laughs> and, um, they were interested in like, when we were, we were setting up that like all the bassist, um, Tom, um, the other guitarist, Camille and the singer, both were looking at my, you know, my quad cortex. Um, and they're like, that's all you're running. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, it's really small and lightweight. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we've all heard that before. And and I said, uh, I was like, just you wait. And I, this is a bit that I was slightly about worried about. Of course, it's a motion in the ocean. Um, and I, you know, all the the Ramstein patches I've made, I have made kind of at home. Yeah. It's very then difficult when you're going into like you know a, a venue. Uh, it's like do you have to tweet this? Do you have to tweet that? And you know, plug the two LXLRs in, the like stage right guitar, and I just I was in drop C, and I just hit that open C sus chord, and it's just like let it just the chunk come out, and all of the band members by the drummer just looked over at me with a stank face, and I was like yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, I was like, life goal. Yeah. <laughs> what you saying now, bitch? And they're like, yeah. And they said they always like, fuck me, that sounds fat. And I was just like, then it just. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and that's just running that. And I was just like, yeah. And the mimic in front of it is a doubler, just to add a little bit more. Um, but it was a really, really good gig. We we had like two hundred people on pre-sale alone. Nice. And nice. then there was about, there was another good 175, 200 that turned up. It was fucking rammed, literally. Uh, really good gig, really enjoyed it. And it was, I know I'd played in another tribute since I played with them. I'm not going to mention two names because they're... Yeah, <laughs> they rhyme with hunt. Fuck. Yes, rhymes with my cunt. Um, 
<laughs> that's, that's the actual word. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme with it at all. I suppose it does. No, that's just that he's my neighbour, Mike Hunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and I played with them, and it was good, and, you know, it was good to be on gigs, but this was kind of like, you know, my... Being back home, that. yeah. Yeah, it, it it was like, you know, you you split up with the girl, you know, your girlfriend, and then you go back to, like, just that, you know, that one little side thing you have in your phone, like, you know, you, you know, you can just go back to whenever you want, you know, and it's just like, oh yeah, I remember what this feels. I don't know like, what you're then. talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Hands up. <laughs> it was the most fun I've had playing music in so many years. Good. And good I absolutely times, enjoyed it. The crap, the crowd was amazing. We had like full pyro for the gig. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, it was just absolutely cracking to be back on it, and it, it felt like home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you shared a bit of footage and it, it looked wicked. It looked like a proper vibe at the place. Yeah, the, the whole crowd was bouncing throughout the whole place. And then, like, <laughs> more of our keyboardist, he, you know, comes out on, on the dinghy for one of the songs and was going crowd surfing on the dinghy like Rammstein mm, do. Mm, but, like, the the ceiling was only probably, like, two foot above the crowd's head, so he's just kind of crouched down like with a paddle <laughs> going across the top of the crowd. It's fucking hysterical. Nice. It, was, it was so good, and yeah, I didn't have to do any editing to the like to my patches for the quad cortex. I managed to put the RZKs on stage and give them a proper good thrashing, and yeah, everything was just pretty much perfect. Nice, nice, yeah. So, uh, I suppose um, we'll we'll talk a little bit later about what the uh, what the verdict is, right? Yes, uh, Patreon listeners, you will be in for a treat. If you're not a Patreon listener, then you need to become one so you can hear the rest of the good story. That's it. That's it. Let's do a bit more news. Yeah? What are we saying? All right, this cool. one is this one is fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I, I purposely did oh, not. Is this a surprise news? Yeah, I didn't share this one with you because it's so good. Like, oh, it's so good. Right, so the new squat, oh, yeah, Stratasonics. Oh, they've dropped. And, uh, they're not, aren't they like four years old at this point? Uh, I don't know. The, so these the, the acoustic Sonic like Strats. No, no, the uh, uh, Paranormal series Stratasonic. It's like, oh, right. the, the Squire, like, is this the one with the P two P nineties? Yeah. So it's the, yeah, a yeah. Stratocaster that's basically like a, a Les Paul uh, Junior. Yeah, Les Paul Junior, the one that we were talking about. Right, so a YouTuber, Landon Bailey, uh, has got one, and he he took the bridge off. No, <laughs> stamped underneath that bridge. Epiphone. Fuck off! <laughs> I shit you not. I, I mean, sh- is that him? Just no, no, no. He's like, there's they are Epiphone stamped bridges, apparently. So they are just they are just making Epiphone special twos and put slamming all the shit into a new body. It looks that way, yeah. So yeah, he took the strings off. Yeah, he's saying uh, nothing weird at all. Let's take a closer look at these. Put the strings off, and it was moving around. Flipped it over. <laughs> Epiphone. What? <laughs> <laughs> just legit. I mean, so they are. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, um, Epiphone Squires here. 
is this going to be like are we now seeing a meeting of two like two big families it's, it's like Romeo and Juliet this is isn't it a little bit like that like like the end they've <laughs> they've caught the two two star-crossed lovers together so are we going to start seeing like epiphone paranormals and yeah i want i want to see an epiphone stratocaster is what i want to see because <laughs> like back in the day they did do those um Epiphone Telecasters, didn't they? Like the Telecasters with the um, our Explorer headstock. Yeah, and they were they were pretty rad. <laughs> so mate, that's like, a word. They no, they like they're legitimately good. They were like Korean made, so they they were a like cut above the like the regular Far East and quality stuff. And they they come oh. out in some really cool colours, and apparently they're like really solid. Um, T-type guitars. There was. I'm gonna I'll slightly play devil's advocate with it and say the, they probably come out the same factories near enough anyway. Like yeah. you know, like with Squire, not with Squire, sorry, with um, Schecter and Ibanez and LTD. They're all made in the same factory. They're just you know some you know Bob puts LTD logos on. Jim puts fucking Ibanez logos on. It's yeah. a high. I'm um, you know. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, like this, and this is like the, the paranormals are Chinese, so it will be the same factory in China that is doing your Chinese Epiphones and your Chinese Fenders or Squires, sorry. And yeah, yeah. so why not get the ones who, who look specialize in Gibson style guitars to make the yeah. Fender Gibson? We've put, a, we've, put a, we've put a Gibson style bridge on this, just the, the box is over there. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's that style, bridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why reinvent the wheel if they already know? Like these parts are being like absolutely mass produced. They're solid, so we like why not just design our guitar to to fit the specs of that? Because it is. It's going to be slightly confusing for some people because thinking about it, you know, these are probably going to be looking to like new newer guitar players in that sort of budget range or like new to intermediate and if they've not done a huge like kind of research on brands and you know they're not hugely familiar like ourselves they're kind of going to be like very like hold on a second i i've heard of this brand before somewhere (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm not sure where can i yeah i'm gonna have to google squire epiphone guitars (laughs) yeah and then just realize no search results found I mean, what it's, would be legit? It's, it's very weird, but surely then wouldn't like uh, Squire just be giving Epiphone a little bit of a backhander or give you, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, they, but because it's because it's hardware, these things will cost pence to make, so they won't be making much of a cut on it. But like, what, like, why redesign this specific part? Because Epiphone already make it, and it it's like tried and tested and works fine. Oh it's yeah, not broke. Don't fix it. Well, it's, that's it, isn't it? It's easier and more cost-effective for Fender to uh, to commission the Epiphone ones and just get get the Epiphone stamped ones. What I'd be uh, interested in is if they're doing Epiphone pickups as well in them, like the the same pickups that the <laughs> Epiphones have in theirs. I mean, it wouldn't surprise. Like bear in mind, like we say, it's coming out of the same factory. Yeah, yeah. Well, would that not end up kind of being a bit of, I wouldn't say plagiarism, but 
it's it's going to be a legal grey area, surely. I mean, if that if I, I assume it's all legally done, like yeah, the, Fender would have, have been commission, yeah, commissioning. Yeah, they've not mentioned yeah, that but, it's an Epiphone branded part, but. The Epiphone pickups don't brand... They're not branded as Epiphone pickups, are they? They're just branded as yeah. Alnico 2 or Alnico like 4 or whatever they are. Booker or whatever. Yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, the, in the lower like, end... Yeah, the lower end one, it will just be generic. Here is... Yeah. P90 neck and yeah, P90 Ceramic bridge. So. Alnico, yeah. So, it, so it, it could be. like The, the work experience chap's already like taking a trip over to the Epiphone side of the factory to get the bridges. You might as well... Uh, I'll just take some knobs, <laughs> a pickup, a truss rod, a truss rod cover. Just, just bring that trolley over here. That's it, yeah. Just yeah, just chuck the, uh, the pickups in the in the box here. I'll, I'll carry it all at the same time. Gonna... Come on, Joe Yunt. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a... Bit of a bust, that's, that's busted open very case, surprising because, like, if I, I can't imagine this would ever happen, if for some wild reason Gibson or Epiphone were going to do some sort of single cut nonsense, you can't imagine that you're going to go under there and find a Fender pickup, are you? <laughs> but if... they did do this. They did do this entry level ones didn't they with, sing- with single coils yeah the uh, oh the SL is it Something I can't like even that, remember yeah. what it was yeah those cheap shitty flat piece of plywood I mean you, yeah, you say that I actually played one of those and it it was not bad the was pickups, it like 109 quid oh yeah like it was ridiculously it's cheap, cheap. Like that. but the uh, yeah the pickups on them weren't, weren't terrible and it played pretty well so you know, it it was worth the money at least. Anyway, right? I reckon do a bit more. What we've been up to? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about what I've done. So, uh, I, I think I mentioned on the Patreon last week how I was doing a little bit of a Telecaster revival because I'd been uh, reminded of my love for the Telecaster by by Joshy Josh, not this Josh, but American Josh, and. I said to him, "I'm go- like I'm going to my going to do a, a gig uh, uh, last Saturday." So I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to a gig. I'll bring a Telecaster as a backup because, <laughs> like, if anything goes wrong, then I'll 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 be able to at least wind this this Telecaster open at a gig." And I uh, like I turned up. I had my like my Variax and my Harley Benton in the two guitar case that I've got and I just laid that down and then I had this other like spare case with the Telecaster and I thought oh it's going to be less hassle getting getting out of the one case rather than the two so I just did the sound check with the Telecaster and I was like shit that's a good sound <laughs> that is a really good sound so I thought you We're know back what? to day one of the podcast again we are we've circled <laughs> all the way back around I mean last week I did a, a video on the no talk or tone about the flashback delay. <laughs> and now I'm talking about Telecasters. So, yeah, like full circle. So, wait, look, I, I played this, uh, like, played the same check with this thing. And because um, we were a little bit rusty because we were, we had a depth drum out, like, the, the sound check was about 40 minutes because we were going through 
just like the the tiny little bits in the songs that we we just just needed to get tighter. And I was playing it thinking, yes, this is this is really good. Our first set is a bit cleaner than the second set. Like the rockier songs come out in the second set. Like I'm definitely not going to use it for the second set because like as as good as this sound is, it's not gonna it's not gonna do the rocky tunes surely. But I'll just do the first set. I'll do the first set with it because I can get away with that. And I did. And I like I did a few songs where I'd like kicked on the one drive and then kicked on the two drives, and it was like, oh, actually, the this is like the heavy sounds are not too bad. Hmm. And then I did the first set, all sounded good. Sound like the the pickups just sounded amazing. They're uh, the Fletcher ones, um, so like naturally they were sound good. Yeah. Um, but they. Like it was the Telecaster that I'd I'd spec'd that didn't sound like any of my other Telecasters because I used to go really hot bridge pickup which was almost kind of P90 humbuckery uh, whereas this one I wanted to sound exactly like a Telecaster so it had that like really uh, spanky yes yeah, spanky bright attack which yeah. with the pedal combinations and everything just really really sliced through the mix and i was getting everything that i wanted to hear like guitar wise like the monitoring wasn't particularly good but i could just about hear my vocals which is the sweet spot for me and i could hear the guitar (laughs) a little bit more than that and i was like this is the sweet spot so it came to the second set i was like you know what i'm doing it i'm doing this i'm gonna go (laughs) gonna go full telecaster set and it was amazing. It was just simply superb. Uh, so, yeah, I think a little bit of a convert to the Telecaster once again. And, yeah, so this is traditional Telecaster as well. Like proper, it was an Alnico 4 bridge pickup, so a little bit uh, not not quite as round as the Alnico 5. Just a little bit softer. Yeah, but, but not as vintage four, as a two. Yeah. In four weeks' time, budget pedal chap is going to be looking to buy a Harley Benton Telecaster. <laughs> in four weeks' time? It's with a roasted maple neck. It's happening and... now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think I'm doing in between the conversation here? I'm looking at, <laughs> looking at my options. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got a fair few Telecasters, but I might start periodically converting the like the really hot bridge pickups over for some more traditional telecaster pickups. Yeah, because I'm I'm really loving it. I'm really loving the sound of a good telecaster. Damn you, Josh. Not you, the other Josh. He's he's converting. <laughs> There's too many Joshes. Too many Joshes. Obviously I'm I am number one Josh because Because oh my I'm gosh. But yeah, I did uh oh my gosh. I I'll I'll tell you a little something uh also about the gig so about two hours before i had to set out for the gig i had a, I had a little brain wave and i was like oh, i absolutely need to switch some pedals off this pedal board <laughs> not heeding the, the the warnings of matt some <laughs> months previously it's because like, of all the stick you've been getting from k-line you like, i've got to change it up <laughs> yeah i mean it was it's, it's mainly that tiger's old distortion i was i was never Never getting the sound I was quite after with it. And I was just like, 
I'm going to switch it back out for the, the Preacher prototype that I've, I've always used. It's always been sounding good. So I'll switch it back out for that. And when I did that, I was like, while I'm here, I might as well switch the war pedal out, like the auto war pedal. Because <laughs> I'm not getting the like the EHX one. was just, it was not as good as the, um, as, as the Jed's pedal. When I ran the Jed's pedal on the old pedal board, it would come after all of the drive pedals, so get a massive volume bump. And I think because of the power supply being a cheap, shitty daisy chain, I'd get <laughs> a loud pop every time I switched it on. Yeah. Now, because it's before the Mojo Mojo, so before all of the drives, yeah. the, the volume is much more even and no pop at all. Much better. So what you're saying is what you wanted to do actually was just move the place in the chain and not remove it and get something different. Yeah. What what we got going on here, Josh? What are you uh what are you being a sneaky sneak about? We we so I forgot to put it in my what I've been up to, but I have a new force pedal. No, you do. Go on, go on, give us a give us a little sneaky sneaks. It is the fjord. Odin, which Fjord have very kindly given us for pedal boards of doom. Nice. And the big knob does fuzzy things, which Mr. Budget Pedal Chapel like, <laughs> because he loves a good fuzz and he loves a big knob. Way. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, and then you have an octave up control, so you can control the amount of octave up, but you have gain. So you can choose how much of that level you want. And then there's a triangle in the middle here. You can see it. And when you turn it on, it glows purple. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like you had me at fuzzy fuzz. You then you kept me with like octave, like blendable octaves, but you you secured it with a, a light up purple triangle. So, Yeah. Just needed to throw that in there very quickly because Fjord won't be happy if I don't mention it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't wait to to hear it on the people channel. To be fair, because I, I haven't even played it yet. Like, so I'm hoping when I film the video, which will be Saturday, it'll be my it'll be a genuine reaction. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Cool. 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 Right. Let's do a bit, little bit more news. Uh, what what kind of time? What kind of time we on? We're on. Uh, we've got like twenty minutes left. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Which, which is unusually good for us in news. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll do a kind of a soft news here, um, which is that a, a pedal boards of doom video was released today. Any of what? you seen it? I have seen it. And that video is from our new new chap, uh, Jason, and he has done a video on the OC5, which Matt has <laughs> gone on record saying is the best octave pedal he's ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what... I, to be fair, I've never heard one in the flesh. What yeah. I did was I watched Boss's release video where they made an octave pedal sound like a chorus pedal and went, that's a shit octave pedal. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what I would say to you, Matt, is check Jason's video out because it sounds like an octave pedal, and it sounds like a okay. pretty decent octave pedal. Uh, so he's got the. He's Jason, got the... it was a great video. 
because he t- he covered the two modes really well. He covered the poly mode, yeah. you know, really well, and the vintage mode. But I was going to quickly elaborate on this. I still don't know if it's enough to make me want to part with the pug. I want to part a pug. Like I I love the nano pug. <laughs> I think it's just the best option. <laughs> Uh, great great octave and i've watched so many videos on the os5 yeah this jason's has added another one into the mix and i'm just kind of like it sounds good but it's there's just nothing kind of making me want to it and change well, i mean I don't know why the whole reason behind the oc5 was the fact that the oc3 was shit and everyone said it's terrible don't buy it and yeah. people and the prices of the oc2 were going up for the japanese versions not for the chinese ones because they use different parts and they didn't sound as good but um so they had so that you got that one side and then obviously they didn't have any proper polyphonic uh, octave pedals so the OC5 then does the, both, and it gives you that option of your vintage boss-style one and a competitor to the POG. Yeah. I mean, it's literally OC3 plus OC2 equals OC5, doesn't it? Like, it's ta-da. Yeah, but they fixed the OC3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've done some really cool things with it. So the, OC, the OC3 mode, he did go over in it, and he used it to make uh, like some bass loops along with like a looped guitar part and that sounded really good and then he used the the vintage mode with the Btronics Vespa did like an octave down kind of synthy thing and then yeah. run the Btronics Vespa octave up into the octave down <laughs> and you just got like it cancelled it all out and you had no octaves. No, that's not how it works. Um, yeah, it, like, it yeah, had just this... get like a glitchy, awesome yeah, like... kind. Of, yeah, like I can imagine with a fuzz and an octave up, you get yeah. like the proper glitchy kind of stuff that a lot of people are looking for from those vintage octavers. Yeah, it was like super synthy sounded and it was just, yeah, real, real big, big and fat. Definitely, I love definitely. His editing. Yeah, he's, he's a good his editing is beautiful. He he does a good job to say, Jason. I de- I definitely suggest watching it. I def I'm suggesting here just to Matt. This is my I've done this in in this segment just basically for Matt because <laughs> because you, you need to give that OC five a a second chance because I think <laughs> Boss did that pedal dirty. And yeah, and everybody raved like to be fair, everybody raved over it about two weeks later when other people had started doing videos on it on YouTube. Yeah. But I, like I say, I I just listened to the boss. I remember listening to the boss when everyone went, "Oh look, there's a new octave pedal." I was like, "But it sounds like he's got a chorus pedal on. Like, there's something going weird with the tunings for the non-clean bits. What the fuck is going on with this heap of shit pedal?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know they, whether they just had a faulty one in the video. They they uh, they not plugged into an OC five. They <laughs> actually plugged into a chorus ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, possibly. I mean, they, all these boss pedals look the same. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> can't say that they're all made in the same country. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I won't even go in there, but you know what? We've got, we've gone there. They've got the slant on them. Oh, yo, 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 
steady on now. We're not we're not in Patreon <laughs> country yet. <laughs> uh, right. So I also did an EQ video this week. I also um I've edited the EQ video. By the time this um this comes out, the EQ video will be will be out on my, my channel. I don't like doing EQ videos. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> Um, I, I gave it a good go. In fact, the, the video came out really well because I went through all of the the bands and then showed like a couple of different settings with like scoops and then like there was a clon style kind of upper mid push sounded really good. Like just just kind of different ways that you might use it. No, it was a ten band, not a twelve band. The it's got eleven sliders, but one is level, so. That was, that was my bad. But yeah, kind of 10 band. The bottom two don't do really a, a great deal for guitar because I assume they're meant for bass. And then the top two are too high for guitar. So you've essentially got <laughs> like a six band guitar EQ. But it also gives you, it gives you the option of, uh, of work, like using it with any other instrument as well. So if you are using it with a bass or you are using it with like a keyboard, it, it will work perfectly. Yeah, it's really good. Um, not do, very noisy. Do keyboardists which... really use pedals? Like a lot of brands talk about it being used on keyboards and I don't know a single keyboard player that uses a pedal board. No, because they tend uh, to have them built in, don't they? Yeah, well, they've got things like EQ built in and then like they've they've got other shit on the floor that they have, like their sustain thing and like... Like so, pitch shifty things. They don't tour now, or at least since they the, the guitarist died. But Children of Bodom, their keyboardist had a full on pedal board. Um, the really? the Ghouls in Ghost, they had like Strymons and everything on their pedal boards that were running with their keyboards. I think someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Jordan is it Jordan Ruddles from Dream Theater? The keyboardist, I think he uses one. I think. Speaking of that dude, I've... have you seen him play guitar? Fucking insane! <laughs> yeah, he like, is during lockdown, he so says, "Fucking good, it's unreal." Yeah, like he says during lockdown, oh, "I'm just gonna like try and try and pick up guitar because like I've got a, got a bunch of spare time now." And now he's doing like <laughs> like two hands tapped. <laughs> Just m- mentalness. <laughs> he's just like this guy's not a guitar player. Like, this guy's like he's he's insane keyboard player, but then he's better on guitar than I am, and he's only been doing it for like three fucking years. three years. <laughs> like, he's probably getting lessons from Petrucci. So you know. I mean, he, like I could get lessons from Petrucci from today until the end of my life, and I still wouldn't be that good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but those are those are some of the ones that I've definitely seen using pedals with keyboards. Because, but I'm I'm sure there's probably more as well. We oui, we oui. we oui. right. I think one last one last bit of news, maybe, maybe. Do you want to talk about the year, actually, man? <laughs> talk about the year. So I mean, I can talk about the year. Yeah. So basically, last week I mentioned earlier I had loads of work deadlines, so yeah. I 
did approximately like 60 hours of overtime because I planned my time earlier in the year badly and took <laughs> some work off some people who were busy and made myself really busy. <laughs> and those people weren't this busy. Yeah, so I, I basically just, yeah. But I meant I had a really stressful week last week and then my deadlines were like 5 p.m. on Friday. So it got to Saturday and we uh, like there's a local place in the, in the in the woods that has like five yurts they've yeah. got hot tubs they're wood-fired hot tubs and then there's like fire pits out the back of them and you've basically got solar panel that will charge your phone if you want it to but i basically didn't touch my phone like i got there at about 5 p.m on the saturday didn't touch any electrical devices until we left at lunchtime on the sunday so it was just lovely to just sit in this forest have a few beers, have a barbecue, sit around a fire, get in a hot tub, and just have a chill weekend of doing sod all. So that's why I haven't had a what you've been up to section because I've 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 worked and then I've relaxed. But like you you worked to the the nth level, and then you also did the relaxing to the nth <laughs> level. Like yeah, I, I, and I, I very much needed the relaxing to the nth level. <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate that work. I think that is. Like working hard and playing hard, like legit. I'd love to have a like a weekend where I just switch it all off and just chill. Yeah, yeah I mean, so I've been there three times now. We went summer last year. We did two, one or two nights. I can't remember. And then in like February, we did a couple of nights in there. And it's obviously a bit different in the winter, but they're they've got a a wood stove inside the year as well, so you can warm the inside a bit up in the winter and. It just lets you like remove yourself from society for for a couple of days, which is lovely. Yeah, I'm down for that. Some some good quality yurting. Yeah, and it's twenty minutes drive from my house. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Right, we've got one last little bit of news. And it pertains. Uh, oh, fast, we've got two bits of news. Yeah. We'll we'll save one of them for the page because this one is actual legit pedal news. Uh, 4P with a TH, not an F, as I just pronounced it. (laughs) Thorby FX have released the ER2, which is a Univibe. So, yeah. Thorby are throwing their hat into the Univibe market. Uh, so named after um, NASA's high-altitude Earth-observing aircraft. Yeah, spacey sounds. That makes sense. So, Do all aircrafts not observe the Earth? <laughs> yeah, but this one observes it slightly further away. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, just just wanted to check. So I think the, the whole kind of design brief was that Adrian likes the idea of Univibe, but doesn't actually like Univibe. And so <laughs> he wanted to make a Univibe that solved that problem. So he Is that why there's a switch that changes it to a chorus pedal? Well, there's one of those on a toggle on the uh, on most Univibe pedals. Yeah, so you've got people will actually the- buy it. <laughs> Thorpe is so stacked though that he actually saw a Univibe like algorithm in the sky, and the algorithm was so shit scared of it that he changed just so Thorpe would like it. 
I mean, this is so fucking low. This isn't algorithmic based. This is actual lamp and uh, photo cell based, I believe. So this is like legit old tech, but squeezed in a a smaller box. And you've got four controls. You've got the intensity, speed, and then you've got a volume, which that's a really nice uh, addition because you usually just got speed and intensity. And because it does a kind of thing that tremolos do with the fluctuation of volume as well as the uh, the modulation, you, you tend to lose a bit of volume with a unified pedal. So allowing you to then boost it afterwards is, is a really nice touch. But then you've yeah. got a, th- a fourth control... I want to I want to get it right. So offset. what's it? Offset. So it, apparently it allows you to um, change the way that the lamp inside ramps up. No, it it squeezes your guitar a bit and then shunts the top back and the bottom <laughs> forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you've got you've basically got a a much more. Um, usable Univibe because Univibes are usually cantankerous old old bits of kit, and they've got <laughs> the the two controls on them. You switch them on, and then it does the thing, and then you're like, okay, this is the Univibe sound, and then that's it. You, and you then, then you turn it off quickly because it just sounds like you're out of tune. <laughs> Univibes are wicked. I don't know what you're talking about. I hate them. I hate them. It's just terrible. I, I love just have another unit. have another guitarist who doesn't own a tuner, and you've got a Univibe in your fucking band. No, it's like, <laughs> like how do you describe Univibe? It's a bit like a phaser and a tremolo mess. You get the weird kind of overtone shimmeriness, but then you get like the the volume fluctuations as well. It's just it's gorgeous. Just how else do you describe it? But yeah, you've got so you. Like mainly those other two controls rectify those the things that you don't that you don't have on regular Yule vibes, and then you've got a foot switchable chorus and vibrato mode because the the chorus mode is a lot more subtle than the vibrato mode because you've got clean signal in on it. It's not my preferred um, choice for Univibe. I prefer it when you because if you're going in like you're going Univibe. Go go all in. Don't be like, don't be like reaching for the middle shelf of Univibe, like the FHM and the <laughs> the, the Nuts magazine. Go for the full on like top shelf, <laughs> like <laughs> escort. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't That's know. I, like the internet existed by the time I needed to buy porn, <laughs> so I don't really Do know. You the name that of episode of Little Britain where the guy would go in. He was just like, yeah, hoping to write note or to friend or relative. Looking to catch up on today's news and sport, and then he looks at the top shelf and goes, "Planning a wank." And... <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't at all. But I, I do. I do. I loved Little Britain at the time. You can't talk about. You can't say that now anymore, can you? Because it's massively racist and homophobic. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's, it. it's so. really fucking bad. Like you look back at any of that stuff, and you think, "What? Like, that was allowed on television. That was like a weekly yes. occurrence." <laughs> For the like best it. thing is they followed it up with that freaking come fly with me, which was ten worse, times yeah, worse. Yeah. It's just much worse, yeah. Like the, that was like openly, openly racist <laughs> towards them. I was going to say it was just racist. <laughs> Every sketch was just, we'll pick a different ethnicity to mock. Yeah. 
I mean, and, and I am all for it. <laughs> if, like, if you mock all ethnicities, then it's equal opportunities, maybe. But <laughs> equal opportunities, right? Hate everyone equally. Yeah, I'm like if you hate everyone hate everybody evenly, equally. then it's yeah, it's an even keel. Everyone's <laughs> equally hated. You're not victimising anyone. But I don't think that's how it works in court. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. And I think that's probably. Probably a good place to end the podcast for this week. Oi, oi, oi. Before we get taken off the air. <laughs> yes. So that, that, has, that has been us for this week. Um, I'm going to extend a massive thank you to all of you listeners who've made it this far. You are amazing. I'm going to extend an even more sexy, super special thank you to our Patreon backers, to which I need a list these days because it's so big. And that's what she said. <laughs> uh, really? So, you hear that? Yeah. I don't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Put that thing away. We're in a church. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time any of us here were in a church? Come on. No, I, I yes, start to smoke from the skin outwards. Uh, yeah, so I'm... Patreon back is two, $2 a month. You could be part of these awesome people you can make these shenanigans carry on uh so we have got as <laughs> follows we've got mr andrew uh sorry we've got mr adam yeomans of chef tone of x we've got mr andrew bimson of the rising of the lights we've got mr doug christ of 37 effects master of the cinematic universe and the just surprise me podcast we've got mr huge erection <laughs> we've got mr mark oxlunk that <laughs> we do Got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Got Mr. Brian Gare of the Toe podcast and the Second Butter podcast and the Off the Rails podcast. We've got Mr. Ross Philpot and we've got Mr. Diabetes Foot. Whoa. <laughs> so, if you want to. <laughs> always gets a little giggle. Always a little. Um, if you want to catch me online, I am Budget Puddle Chap. You find me at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talk or Toad series, which this week features the, well, sorry, last week featured the Tone Group by Sonic Egg, which is the EQ pedal. This week, it might even be the Wish Clon Penis Slayer. <laughs> I think it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> Get uh, it done. That's it. Get get the penis layer done. <laughs> it's it's so synonymous now within the fucking the pedal boards of doing group. Yeah, I I'm wondering whether I just like demonetize that video and let it go un uncensored. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't, you should oh. demonetize it, then censor the horse, but not the penis. <laughs> yeah, everything else is blurred apart from this tiny little penis. That would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> or just zoom, like zoom directly in on the penis. I don't know. There's so many options. In yeah, do the, those like YouTube things where like every every time something is said on the screen, it zooms in a little bit more, then a little bit more, and it just <laughs> by the end of it, you just like eyeball to eyeball with the Japs eye. <laughs> oh fuck it out! Right. Oh, we are not. <laughs> Yeah, where, where can we? Where can we find you, Josh? What are we saying? Uh, you can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram, and you can find me on YouTube at Josh Castle TCM. And Matt, 
Uh, I am on Instagram at heel under Matt Q, heel underscore Matt Q, and Twitter if you haven't hit your 800 tweet limit at heel underscore Matt Q. A what? 800 <laughs> tweet limit? Yeah, if you don't pay for Twitter, your max you can only view 800 tweets a day, and that's when you open it, it it opens like 100 in your feed. Even if you don't look at them all, they all count towards your score. So you can only open Twitter about eight times a day now. I mean, that's that's really good. Like that will stop people just mindlessly <laughs> scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but not if you're like there to go and interact with anybody, because if you click on their tweet and then click back off, yeah, you lose another 60. Oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. <laughs> And, and it's all because Elon Musk managed to change the code so that Twitter DDoSes itself. <laughs> Good work, so, yeah. Eva. Good work. Fuck's sake. Yeah. That guy, he's going to be the end of humanity, isn't he? He's going to, he's I mean, going he's to certainly going to be the end of Twitter. going to ruin it us for us all. Right, that, so that will be us for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from, oh my gosh, it's Josh. From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Yes. It will be a tatty mm. bite and good night for this week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Do dating apps and the 4th of July have in common? Oh, um. Both really get going just after dark, start with a spark and end with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was cleaner than I thought it would be. <laughs>